Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to the female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by Katie Sutter and India Marie Paul. Here at Damsels in Dialogue, we support the LGBTQ plus community and all women because trans women are women. For our second season, we have wands at the ready and we'll be discussing the women of the wizarding world. In this penultimate episode, we will discuss some of the featured witches of the series, including Cho Chang, Rita Skeeter, and the infamous Dolores Umbridge. We will also whip through a collection of witches and women that we passed along the way. All right, you know the drill. You have listened to enough episodes that at this point, you know that we are being (laughs) sponsored by different magical merch stores every episode because we are highly encouraging you to purchase your merch from small businesses. Mm -hmm. So today's episode is sponsored by Cola Vendors, finest American wands since 2007. You can find their shop at colavanders.etsy.com and you can find them on TikTok and Instagram as well. They're hoping for a restock soon. They do have a couple wands left in their shop. So snag those up if you are interested before you have to wait to the next restock. And spooky season's almost over. So now is the time. <laughs> love that. Ah, yes. I just love all the wands. I want, I want wands yeah, I was, everywhere. Yeah, I, I think so it's excited. so cool. I've been so excited <laughs> to look at all the different wands. They're so yeah. fun. And, I love, it's been amazing. I've loved having different shops sponsored to see what they're making. And yes. it's just magical and fun. This is, this was, you know, we, we do love some magical merch, you know? Yes. Referencing wands, we're actually mm-hmm. talking about a, the first witch that we talk about is someone who um, we don't have a official oh, um, yeah. description of her wand. It was made later for the, I mean, it was designed for the movie and then mm-hmm. they have tidbits of it at Ollivander's. But if you're going canonically from the books, there isn't an official one. So mm-hmm. you can get whatever you want and make it yeah. your canon Cho Chang Yes. Wand. We promised we'd talk about her when we did the students and she was just too important to not kind of take out and talk separately. So we're covering a lot of witches today. We're going to start with our lovely Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. She, I really, I really liked her when I first read the series and when rereading it. And I just, I just feel like she had such a tragic arc that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some things that are frustrating when you like go into it. Looking yeah. Looking at her. When you first read it and you're, you know, we're, you're, we're consuming the books and yeah. she's wonderful. And mm-hmm. like, I looked up to her. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, she's, she's really smart. She's athletic. She's, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, yeah, she's so popular. And then yeah. um, just to like get some of the, the more not fun stuff out of the way. She does have two first names, very, yes. or two last names, excuse me, which is very frustrating that even at the time that this was written, five seconds of Ask yeah. Jeeves could have fixed that for you. Um, <laughs> oh, throwback. Uh, you're welcome for that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a little bit of research yeah. would have helped. There's also mm-hmm. the understandable concern of why, from what I read this time around, yeah. the only canonically Asian character that we meet yeah. is in the smart house. True. Um. So there's that as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the actress had a hard time on set where they they told her just ignore the racism that will be happening, which is, Oof. you know, also not great. You can 
check her out. She's pretty vocal about what had happened mm-hmm. to her on the set and everything. I think she did a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah. Should not have gone yeah. through what she went through. Just to get that kind of stuff out of the way, that yeah. wasn't even a matter of not aging well. It just shouldn't yeah. have happened to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what names can it's, always have fun <laughs> meanings and things. So, like, to not even look that up is just frustrating. But we do meet her as the Ravenclaw Seeker in book three. You hear that she had some injury yes. problems. So we get like a past. Why we haven't seen her before, which is kind of fun. <laughs> we learn that she rides the Comet 260. I don't know why I wrote that down, but it's just really fun that we know. Oh, Comet is a very popular brand. There are yes. tons. <laughs> yes. And it's very important to her. Like she does truly enjoy Quidditch a lot. And just going on a, a quick Quidditch journey for Cho. Yes. Yes. She, she plays on the team. She is the seeker. She is very talented um, mm-hmm. As a flyer, Harry actually s- stops being distracted by her as a pretty girl yep. because she is so good and yeah. knows that his his broom will outstrip hers any day. So yeah. she uses different tactics to try and beat him and mm-hmm. does give him a run for for his money. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You see her later where she does go to the tournament. Yeah. The final Quidditch World cup because obviously that is something she very much enjoys you see mm-hmm. her bringing up when they make da and she's right up there with angelina she's like no i'm sorry cannot be during my practices yeah like yeah. those are very important yeah yeah you know she really enjoyed that and you do find that she helped rounds out the quidditch world a little bit as well because mm-hmm. she introduces a quidditch team that we did not meet prior mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that when she is wearing a badge that Ron promptly, oh yeah, gets <laughs> well. Sorry, Ron, your Ruins team the moment. has not won in like anything in so so long. Let her yeah. wear her tornado Quidditch badge. Like yeah. let her support yeah. it since she was six. Yeah, yeah. Let a girl live. And I wrote down and correct me if I've written this down mm-hmm. wrong, but uh, she's the only girl on the Ravenclaw team. Yep, at least yep. in book three. Yeah, when you meet her, uh, she is the only girl on the team Mm -hmm. and she's the seeker she enjoys it she takes it very seriously i'll talk about her being a good conversationalist later but she does bring up quidditch into conversation with harry it's something that they bond over she's really really good like harry at one point like super awkwardly was like the weather today and she like immediately segues to like oh you know what about this weather let's relate it to this quidditch match something we've done etc and gets right on it um it's it's definitely something that she enjoys a lot and seems to be something that at least in two of the boys that she's she's dated is something that is important Mm -hmm. enough to her that it needs to be important to them too because it is something that she enjoys at least while she's at the school and i love that about her i thought that was really Mm -hmm. cool i'm like She's not just like the pretty popular girl. She's also a very talented Quidditch player. I really enjoyed her character. And she does get hit pretty hard with tragedy. In yeah, before. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it um, gets rough. <laughs> now we've talked about her love for Quidditch. Yeah. Um, I do love... Just a little more positivity before the poor thing gets trampled yeah, in before. Yeah, yeah, she, <laughs> um, I do love that like she is so clever in how she, she flies. But she also... To me, it seems almost like... She knows that she's pretty, but not in a mean girl way. Yeah. In a way that in book three, mm-hmm. is she interested in him or is she flirting a little bit in this game to distract him? Uh, We're not sure. We don't you know. Because yeah. she, she is she is quite clever and yeah. and not 
super manipulative or anything. No, um, no, no, no. Because she doesn't, she is very much compared to Ginny a lot. And, and yeah. both her and Ginny have that aspect of they are aware that they are pretty. Yeah. But don't do a whole lot about it, if that makes sense. Like they, they don't, don't make use a big it deal to get something. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. So um, in this aspect, like you don't know, is she, is she mm-hmm. smiling at Harry? in those moments to like distract him a little bit or is she a little interested we're not sure but i did <laughs> i did enjoy that about her too because it yeah. was always like you know in in high school and everything it's like you do have those really pretty girls who can be the mean girls and mm-hmm. she is absolutely not like that at all yeah so i thought that was kind of cool i also enjoyed that her um well not enjoyed i think it's good on her character Mm-hmm. That when she sees in book three the dementors coming on, yes, it is uh, onto the field the the not so dementory dementors, yes, um, coming yes. onto the field. When she says "oh" and points at them, it's not only for her benefit; like she's been following Harry around this whole time, and mm-hmm. like it's run through the school that Harry has yeah. a hard time with dementors. Yeah, so that "oh" that she said was not described as a shriek of fear like and surprise Mm -hmm. to me it read a little bit like getting his attention it was like a warning it felt like she was like giving him a heads up not trying to abuse the situation or not trying to like freak out about it but just being like right hey something's coming (laughs) like that's heads up you know right 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 yeah (laughs) Yeah. be warned going into the the book that is book four. Book four. Um, mm-hmm. Moment four. So, I mean, it starts off pretty good mm-hmm. with her because yeah. you are you see her a little bit more. You get to see that she is very neutral. Like she's yeah. not wearing the, the like, Cedric yeah, Potter badge. stinks. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Cedric rules badge, you know, yeah. not doing that. She also, when they're all giggling around Harry, mm-hmm. when he has to speak with her, she takes it very seriously. And she like is yeah. very respectful of his feelings. Yeah. And others. And I really liked that about her. That she could read like this is an important moment. Yeah. That she wanted to make sure he wasn't embarrassed. Yeah. Ignored her giggling group of friends. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm Because you kind of get the idea from the like casual looks, glances, smiles that she Mm -hmm. may have been interested in Harry. Yeah. Prior to this, especially Mm -hmm. when she does, she seems genuinely sorry. She tells him that she's going with Cedric instead. And even then she doesn't even think to tell him it's Cedric until Harry asks. And even how she says it. Oh, uh, Cedric. Yeah. Cedric Like almost apologizing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's it's very, the ball itself is interesting to me because I, Mm -hmm. I, what would have happened if this is lots of what ifs, yeah. If she had gone with Harry, you know, instead of yeah. Cedric, because she didn't start dating Cedric until after the ball, mm-hmm. what would have been different if the two of them spent a whole evening yeah. together with Cho's great conversational skills, and make him feeling yeah. at ease and everything? Yeah. Because the like, Cho well, and yeah, are very similar. They're very yeah. similar. Yeah, you know, and and what we get in of, different aspects. Yeah, and what we get of Cho after the book is a direct response to the fact that she was dating Cedric and he is killed. the The Cho of Book Five is a direct response mm-hmm. to the death of Cedric. So if yes, Cho wasn't mm-hmm. dating Cedric, she might have been a, a completely affected by obviously what happened. But oh, of course, it as everyone would not have been the for. same path, and her and Harry probably wouldn't have had so much tension and awkwardness that they do when they try to date mm-hmm. after. So it's like because I think they do work together. Like them as a too. couple, I think 
I think works really well. They mm-hmm. do. She is similar to Jenny. They're still two very different girls. Yeah. But in the ways that they go well together is, you know, she is clever. Yeah. She is smart. She can she can keep up with Harry and his friends that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. She can be playful. Not quite as much as Ginny is, but she can be playful yeah. in moments where, you know, she is uh, the first described fully formed Patronus. Yeah. Created at the DA and it's a swan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Harry's like, hey, look, there's a very serious creature that we need to take very seriously. And she's like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. What was the exact wording? She said something like, oh, yes. She said, um, so they're making, they're doing the patronuses. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. she tells Harry playfully uh, to not be a killjoy. A killjoy. That's what she says. <laughs> Don't be a killjoy. And like, yeah, we're playing this beautiful, these beautiful We're making shiny, pretty things. Like, yeah, calm down. <laughs> she's just like. Made yeah. a beautiful, pretty swan, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, she can be a little playful. She obviously is talented and can keep mm-hmm. up with them. She has mm-hmm. uh, that Quidditch aspect, their love of love of something similar. And they do have, even after book four, they have that bond of yeah. more so than, some of the, than most of the other students, I would argue, mm-hmm. at Hogwarts in mm-hmm. book five. They know the stakes. Yeah. They, they, they understand what is to come. And she never stops believing Harry. Yeah, that was never a question, which is really nice that he, he's always believed by her that she really just wants someone to actually process the whole thing with in book five. Yeah. Like that's what she just wants to talk to Harry and process what happened. And mm-hmm. that's why I, I get upset. She does so much lifting in book five for that relationship. She does. And it's not like Harry doesn't want it. Like Harry has had a crush on her for years at this point. Yeah. You know? So it's like, what? Why is she? She pulls that along. Right? And she's, okay, she is such a strong human. She is such a strong human. Has to, you know, she she sees, Mm -hmm. even from the start, the little things. She sees Mm -hmm. Cedric walking up to talk to Harry after the ball as she's patiently waiting for him, Mm -hmm. letting them talk. And I'm sure those thoughts are going through her head as he oh, goes yeah. up to talk to somebody who also asked her to the ball. Yeah. Of like, is this going to be a okay, thing? Are we cool? Do, <laughs> sh- is this, is, is, do I stay with Cedric? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Because we are not sure when Cedric, we just know yeah. it, it happened after the ball. So we don't know if yeah. it was that night. We don't know if it was during it. We don't know. Yeah. You know, who knows what kind of thoughts that were going through her head when she yeah. watched that conversation happen and it kept yep. it together. Even after the final trial, she is sitting in silent tears. She is never, she's never described as hysterics. No. She does cry, but she is yeah. never. She's not like, like loud she keeps sobbing. It very, yeah. very well. Yeah. No, 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 no. She, she, she pulls it together a lot, which she shouldn't have to. The poor thing. No. Cedric has died and she's probably having similar emotions too. Oh, yeah. Harry, someone she had a crush on at some point and was kind of yeah. could the be close of, with, brings yeah. your boyfriend's dead body back. Oh my god, the amount of emotions like, that she must be going through dealing with like guilt of liking Harry still yeah. and confusion and dealing with death and trauma. It's just so much. I do appreciate the amount of complex emotional depth that that Joe has she to deal with. She truly does. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. And she like clings. I totally get it. Like grief is a crazy thing. Um, I do yeah. appreciate that it is established that she may have like been interested prior to Cedric's death in yeah. Harry because I think yeah. it, it makes it that double whammy. It's like, yeah, I feel comfort in you because I have feeling I've had feelings for you. But I also yeah. we have been through this a similar connection with Cedric. Yeah. She is so good about bringing him into the conversation, reading the room, seeing that he 
wants to talk to her but isn't sure yeah. and like yeah flips on on you know on other things to help even mm-hmm. when he's giving one word answers she's asking mm-hmm. questions and keeping yeah. it going because yeah. she can tell you know that he's still interested he's just horrified like he's not horrified he's just like terrified of what to do he doesn't know how to handle it he doesn't know what to say he's a year younger he's never dated like you know and she she sees that reads the room and goes with it i do love there's two moments of this scene that is really really sweet in book Mm -hmm. five that is not in the movies they do take this moment and put it into movie for it harry catches her in the outlawry and she has just run upstairs to send a gift to her Mm -hmm. mom because she had just remembered it was a birthday that day so she's sending her off a gift which is super thoughtful they take that moment and then make it the moment in the movie for Mm -hmm. when harry asks her out which is still very endearing she does a great job it'd be like um what What did you say yeah (laughs) yeah yeah actually you know like very sweet but i do like the full scene in book five because we do get Mm -hmm. the moment of her very sweetly sending a gift to her mom they have the full conversation and then Filch comes. Yes. And this is my second favorite moment of the scene where she immediately tells mm-hmm. off Filch. Yeah. In defense yeah. of Harry. Yeah. And like he leaves and she's almost a little like surprised of it herself, but like keeps together and like turns back to him mm-hmm. and goes, oh, Umbridge is the worst. She's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Because she covers for him immediately. What she calls like, him. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I really like that moment. I like, yeah. Because oh, so it's not just her. Mm-hmm. Her having a crush on Harry, it's it's her also against this woman yeah. that they both dislike. That's yeah. really cool. It just shows she's a great judge of character. It also shows her cleverness and her mm-hmm. wit because she just immediately jumps on it. And her her complete blind protection of Harry. Because yes. then she, I like what she asked, like, yeah. you really weren't doing anything bad, right? Like, after yeah. Bill is gone, like, <laughs> what did I just cover for? Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're really, getting it. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> Oh, it's really yeah. sweet. No, it is it is very sweet. You know, she did have that moment with Ron where he was like rude to her, but yeah. clearly she didn't let that bother her too much because yeah. the very next time we see her, she is walking into that initial meeting before they mm-hmm. named it the um Dumbledore's Army. Yeah. And she sits by Ron. Now yeah. the seat next to Harry is taken by Ron and Neville, but she could have sat by Neville and instead she sits yeah. by Ron. Part of me thinks that could be a she knows Ron is his best friend. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. And, and yeah. not as an in, but as a just like, see, we're cool. We're yeah. fine. Like, the, like inserting know? self into periphery. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. later in this book, you don't totally know what's going on with her. Yeah. You just get the snippets of her and she's interested and she's like dragging this friend who clearly doesn't want to be there yeah. um, to these meetings and you see yeah. her complimenting Harry and you know, like Hermione asking who the leader is. And she's like, obviously, it's Harry. Like, why would obviously. you? Obviously, yeah. Being very active in Harry's life and everything. Yeah. And it isn't until later in the book that you see really what she's growing through. Because once again, similar to Ginny, we're yeah. seeing her through his eyes. We are not seeing her in her own little moment. So we don't, yeah. we don't get to hear what's going on in her head. We just get to yeah. see what happens, which... Yeah. Is very tragic when you think about it because the stuff that she goes through yeah, and the stuff that she does do, because it starts out with like, oh, she's a little nervous about her spell work around Harry. And then it turns to, like you said, like hauling this relationship along. Oh, my gosh. She tries to set up this like sweet moment where she, you know, is going to talk to Harry and and tell him. And it's super brave to to tell somebody how you feel about them. Yeah. She's going to pull him aside before the holidays. Yeah. 
and gets caught up in the emotions of yeah. what if Cedric had known all this? And I think Harry's answer is beautiful to her. Yeah. And is very well well said of he did. Once Voldemort's yeah. decided that you're dead, you're dead. She didn't mean to get so upset. She says as no, much. Like she, the poor thing. Yeah. She's like, she had geared herself up, like, yeah, okay, this is it. I'm gonna tell to okay. we're gonna date. It's yeah. gonna be good. And then like the poor thing. <laughs> yeah, she she just needed she needed someone to just let her cry and to talk to her about how hard it was to see that and to deal with yeah. it so that well, she can move also, on. <laughs> I think she wanted something normal too. Yeah. I think she wanted yeah. She wanted the the normalcy of just being with a boy she liked because yeah. she, this is the only time she brings up Cedric that could potentially be a big alone time conversation to unpack this stuff. Yeah. And she doesn't. She mentions yeah. this one thing. They have it. And she's like, she pulls herself together. She's like, I'm so sorry. That's not why I brought you here today. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So like she, there's, there's a lot of sides to that, you know? And, yeah. and they do... She does tell him they do get together. They do yeah. snog, as they say. Yes, um, yes. They do spend 30 minutes together before they leave. So mm-hmm. they still like enjoy each other's company. What makes me frustrated from this point on is not anything yeah. that she does. It's actually no. what, because I also think it's a little out of character for Harry. Obviously, Cho's going through a lot. So it totally makes yeah. sense that he's like not completely understanding what she's going through. Yeah. But he's never been like ignorant to people's feelings. What, yeah. Which yeah. is strange to me. Like the first thing when he says, when they're all like, oh, how'd it go with Cho? And they're so excited to hear. And it's this girl he's wanted to be with for years. Yep. And yes, it started a little strange. But you're still not thrilled about it? Yeah, like how are you I not just like so jumping off the wall? Yeah. <laughs> the, a little and that makes me so mad. It's so a little like little like puppy love, a little sweetness. Like yeah, a, this that would have been good for him too. Like both of them yeah. needed that in this crazy year. Yeah. And we almost get it. We almost get it when it is a very cute moment. I didn't mind this as much when she's like mm-hmm. trying to suggest, like, please ask me out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And he, like, doesn't quite yes. get it. And yeah. like that felt oh, very Lord. like 15 year old boy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That moment I didn't mind because even then she's like, oh, okay. And like walks away and he's like, wait, never mind. <laughs> wait, never mind. Are we good? Yeah. 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 So that like, was sweet. That that didn't bother me as much because that was yeah. kind of cute. They go there. They're heading there and he sees yeah. He's so nervous leading up to it, too, which I thought was endearing yeah. as well. He's like, I'm yeah. so used to talking to you guys. Like, what do I talk to her about? Like, what do I do? Yeah. yeah. And she makes it so easy. And that's what he says. He's like, yeah. she makes it so easy to talk to. And it's so comfortable. And you see this mm-hmm. sweet romance and relationship that could yeah. have happened for yeah. the few months that would have been potentially really good for these two characters. And then he proceeds to wreck it once he gets well, uh, to Mattapalifus. Like, proceeds uh, to just, just throw it down the trash and it makes no sense yeah, to me. It, it wasn't, like, awkward <laughs> doing the wrong thing because he's nervous. It was just, like, being completely ignorant yes. of what is happening and the fact that you're on a date. I, so ignorant. I it, just, and it not... Uh, it, yeah. If it was nervous, that'd be one yeah. thing. But, like, yeah. Harry's not an ignorant human. He's very good with people so it doesn't make sense that he would be this ignorant and and you see all the different ways before she gets up and in tears and runs off like all the different ways she tries to deflect she like puts her hand closer to him like maybe we can save it like like let's yeah puts her hand on the table grab her freaking hand man i don't know how like i don't know yeah make it clearer for you hard 
You'd think you'd want to. <laughs> yeah, you'd think yeah. you'd want to. And then when he's weird, he starts to get weird. And, sh- and she's like, oh, well, you know, I turned him down to come here with you. So there's ding, another ding, ding. way to be You're like, being a jerk. Please <laughs> get it together. And she's so polite. She's not going to tell him he's being an ass. Like, yeah, she should have. She should have. He deserved it. Yeah. So by the time that she does, you know, when he's like, oh, yeah, I'm. when are we done? I'm going to go meet Hermione later. Excuse it, you. First of all, felt so rude. I'm talking about this with Hermione. That was rude yeah. of Hermione to even suggest they meet there and do that. Yeah. Um, Excuse that you. That was a really weird thing. But to Harry, what? You're not an idiot. Like, I don't think he would have lied to her, but he would have said that in a different way. I, yeah, I yeah, feel. yeah. He, you I know? feel like he would understand how rude he was. Like, he's not mm-hmm. someone who, like, says things accidentally rude. Yeah. And he's not reading rudeness. his nervous. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's not nervous. He just, he seems like he doesn't want to be there. Which doesn't make sense. I get that you're out of your comfort zone. You're yeah. in a really tea shop that you've never been in before. I totally get it. Yeah. But she has given you, you so much opportunity to talk. Yeah. Like, it just seems, it just seems strange to me. And it seemed not... Mm-hmm. Not great for her because, I mean, they've talked about Quidditch. She brings up the lack of Dementors being here since the Azkaban outbreak. There's like so many things they could have talked about. It felt like the writer was trying very hard to not make them work after she had written a character. Yeah. As he written a character he could work with. Yes. That's it just felt like it was forcing them apart. Yeah. Yeah. I literally Mm -hmm. wrote this is so upsetting to me. There are other ways to make them not work out. And just making Harry seem like an ass to her feels cheap and wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Broke. I agree. And even then here, they haven't broken up yet. No, they didn't. Like, she didn't break up with him. She still thinks that he's brave for doing this yeah. interview. She yeah. she seeks Harry out to apologize for yeah. for Marietta's behavior, which yeah. is, I, I applaud her for that. That must have been a really tough thing to do. Yeah. That your best friend just did the worst thing. She, like, she, she says, like, I never would have imagined... She would have done that, or I wouldn't have brought her. Like, you know? yeah, like oh, so, she can't even like, have a best friend who's not complicated. Yeah, right, like what? it's just <laughs> the poor thing. Yeah, so she's the one who comes. Harry yeah. doesn't think twice about what she must be going through if yeah. that her friend just did this. Yeah, you see her trying to talk about her friend because she wants this to work. She wants yeah. her and Harry to work. Yeah, so she she does. She's like, okay, she's normally not like this. Like she's normally nice. I don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, and is trying to like make that bond. Yeah. We need this to be copacetic, you know? We yeah. Just... She and tries so hard. Harry jumps right down her throat and is like, yep. absolutely not. She is the worst. How dare you? Yeah. Um, which then she retaliates because now yeah. you're just being rude to her after yeah. she went up and did this. Yeah. Talks about how it was super crazy of Hermione to jinx this paper rail sign without asking anybody or telling anybody which I would agree I'd agree for that yeah I would agree please jinx it and tell everybody I don't mind that that she jinxed it if that makes sense yeah yeah but they should know what they're signing a big deal because they should know the gravity of what they are committing to because then she wouldn't have been there to begin with Marietta would have been out out town we wouldn't have had to deal with that yep yeah i i understand that she they get into a fight and then he brings up hermione and she does and they talk yeah. about her and and it ends with uh well fine you be with your darling hermione and, and walks off i get it girl yeah i get no, it she, yeah she worked way too hard and tried far too long to make that work she was getting it's just so nothing. frustrating yeah it's so frustrating because then right after this they continue to just like pin 
Ginny and Cho against yeah. each other. And it doesn't make any sense. Now we're just being catty. Yeah. And that, that was just. And that yeah. continues. Like this yeah. weird cattiness that Ginny yeah. has to Cho. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then you, you, you tighten that even further by giving Cho Ginny's ex. What which is also, that about? That also seemed just yeah. weird to me. I'd like to think that blush at the end of book five that he sees when they're on the train and leaving. Yeah. I'd like to think it could be a couple different things. It could be being her little coy about like things ended weird with them, you know, and now she's with somebody else already yeah. or still getting over him a little bit or even thoughts of what could have been. And yeah, girl, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it too, because yeah. what, what the heck? Yeah. There are so many ways, so many different ways that they could have broken up. And it's still because Cho is still like book six. We only get her when she Mm -hmm. darts into her train compartment when she sees Harry because she's so still very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't want to talk to him. But book seven, that's her final year at Hogwarts. Yeah. And she comes back. She keeps the galleon and comes back to fight in the Battle of Hogwarts. And not only comes back to fight, but has come back willing to help Harry and assist him gives up information about the diadem and everything like Like, she is still with his cause and she didn't have to come back to the school so i'm like there are other ways you could have broken up that relationship that wasn't dumb and later this also seems a little strange to me Mm -hmm. because of her coming back and fighting in the battle and she does survive the battle yeah it seems weird to me that she goes off and marries a muggle and moves away from the wizarding world, right? Like yeah. completely. It just seems strange to me because like she loved Quidditch still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's arguable that she could have been captain seventh year. For sure. You know, it, yeah, it's that, frustrating to me. She that ending does that. Feel, yeah, that ending feels like playing on the trauma that she just can't take it anymore. But she can because she, she comes back. she couldn't take it. She, yeah. If she couldn't take it, we wouldn't see her again. Yeah. That's a, but why, she returns. She, yeah. That's why it doesn't make any sense to me. If she didn't return and she had like started fading herself away from it because it was too much and it was overwhelming and she just yeah. wanted to get out, then okay, that like, that's tragic, but it's a path. But you don't come right. back and fight in the war. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me very frustrated. So yeah. obviously, you, you can probably tell yeah. from how yeah. I'm speaking on her, I yeah. really, really, really love Cho as a yes. person. I wanted to be yes. her when yeah. I was reading it. I'm she like, she great. is so cool. Yeah. So it's super frustrating how yeah. it ends. She deserved better. Yeah. But heading to somebody who did not deserve better. <laughs> did not deserve better. <laughs> um, but always seems to come out where she wants to be. You so, know. I mean, yeah. get a girl. We yeah. have the infamous glorified gossip columnist oh god she she's such a fun villainous character the way she's dressed like i wrote down like every description of her because she is introduced with elaborate rigid curls yes uh jeweled spectacles thick fingers two inch nails and a crocodile handbag i'm like okay immediately i understand where we're at Yes. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, yep. we meet her in book four. There was talks of she was almost named Bridget. Bridget. Uh, yeah, she was almost named Bridget and was going to be in the first book as somebody who interviews. She like jumps on Harry walking into Lady mm. Galdron right away mm-hmm, and was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, um, the famous Harry Potter. The author decided to remove that and change it up to wait until uh, the moment that Harry's fame turns against him. Nice. That makes so, sense. 
that is why she is introduced um, book four with this Triwizard Tournament that yep. already is getting a lot of press. And this is Rita is what turns him, turns the public against him. Yeah. She has a lot of power. She has a lot of readers. Um, I don't think she realizes, and maybe she does. I don't know. Does she know how many readers she has? I think or does she, she knows not realize the exact number. Quite the <laughs> I think she knows the exact has number. Has it tabbed? Yeah. I, I have a feeling that she adores spreading the gossip mm, and mm-hmm. having people talk because she's puppeting it. I love her magic quill. It is such a fascinating yeah. enchantment. So <laughs> it is a Quick Quills pen, which is a um, an item you could just buy in the Wizarding yeah. World. But I think what's interesting about it is that it knows her so well. Like she mm-hmm. has attuned to yeah. this, yes. <laughs> this yes. quill where it takes notes as she wants them to be taken it's not as they are said i love it it's such good comedy when like he starts reading what is actually being written i'm like this is gold i love every every part of it and she breaks the fourth wall a bit yes in that moment too by getting in the cupboard and saying you must be very comfortable here okay so does she know that he lived in a cupboard yeah like how do you know that like what are your sources how like yeah yeah she's there were a lot of spiders in that cupboard like her little beautiful form would not have survived (laughs) yes and i i did appreciate that she is so invested in her job that even though she's in two inch nails and this outfit and croc like that she hops in the cupboard sits on a bucket and tries to get an interview like anything anything to get the scoop yes it's (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good image she shows up randomly to hagrid's class oh yeah because she's not allowed in the school she's not allowed in the school so she starts pushing the boundaries by going to hagrid's first trying to get details and the the fact that dumbledore doesn't like her so much that yeah she hides the quill as soon as dumbledore shows up when she's allowed into the the picture taking yeah. and things and flat out says she's not allowed in the in the castle anymore like what did she do how bad was it that she got banned from ever right. coming in that's interesting I mean, to me she did the articles she wrote mm-hmm. were not great she is also a character who's introduced you hear about her before you meet her and she had already written a bunch of like scathing articles that year mm-hmm. about the quidditch world cup mm-hmm. and the events that happened there she had just found out about bertha jorkins yeah uh, which they were just like waiting for that shoe to drop yeah <laughs> her like outing that yeah i'm sure he didn't want these kids lives twisted around yeah in this oh, it way. makes sense why she's banned but it's such an interesting thing that i wonder if she wrote something specific or in general he's just like no press at the school. Can't because you don't you. really yeah. you don't really hear about anyone else coming in. So it's oh really no. just no. really just her. Something, but I just just wanted to mention because it yeah. feels very just yeah smells smells like a turf. Oh. She is described as having large mannish hands. Uh huh. And she's a villain who dresses overly like exaggeratedly feminine. And I didn't like that. I didn't like, I was good. I was with it until mm-hmm. she said the large mannish hands. I'm like, that felt, yeah. I, why are it, we villainizing that? Why? Uh, and that also the fact like, that you built a character mm-hmm. that feels like uh, that it didn't 
quite like mm-hmm. fit with what you were mm-hmm. trying to build in general. So to throw that so in does feel feels feels a little turfy. Feels a little yeah. That feels a little, 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 little odd. Like Don't mm. like that. No. Yeah, but never, anyway, yeah. just you know. really wanted to state that because yeah. that yeah, rubbed me fair. the wrong way and wanted yeah. to see if anybody else felt. I can see that the same. Mm-hmm. She does continue to wreck the rest of the year or attempts yeah. to by writing a bunch of just all over the place articles about yes. people getting sources. We see we find out later she is using Pansy Parkinson and mm-hmm. Draco Malfoy as yeah. direct sources, warming her way into the Yule Ball to write things about Hagrid. Yep. So she she's pretty, the fight has begun and yeah. she does not care who she takes down on her personal way to the top. It really, this is when I think the moment of the Hermione feud yeah. happened. Yeah. They're at the three boomsticks and Hermione yes. is going off at her and she says, she looks at her and says, sit down, silly little girl. Yes. Yes. And then the war began. Yep. Between the, the two be- of them. Hermione calls a horrible and thus mm-hmm. created an arch enemy with a huge audience. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So she, like I mentioned, writes all these scathing articles. It's, then yep. you see the trio kind of managing that. And then by the end of the book, you see that she's getting the scoop because Hermione has caught her. Mm-hmm. In her unregistered animagus form, the beetle, which, uh, much like other animagus, she has uh, the markings of her glasses yes. on her, her beetle form. And gets kidnapped. She is a prisoner in a jar. For a week. For a week. For a week. Like, that's as a beetle. <laughs> and like, you see how good Hermione takes care of Crookshanks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Probably forgets like, to give her leaves or yikes. whatever. Yes, she deserved to be caught, but it does very much bother me that she was imprisoned uh-huh. <laughs> and kidnapped and away only... from. Yeah, I just it just gets it, worse. It, it, she I... takes a big downward spiral after that. Nosedive, nosedive. Yeah. Now she is a re- unregistered animagus, which is a yes. animagus, which is a big deal in the yes. world. And so with that, it does mm-hmm. have some consequences. So she could get in big trouble. If they find out. So it does, it is understandable. I do like the reveal of Hermione, like yes. showing them the beetle and be like, this is her. And then maybe yeah. like she gets whatever later or yeah. she transforms in front of them, yeah. whatever. I do think it's interesting that she is confident enough to show her bug form to certain people to get get the goods. I don't know if maybe they didn't know that she was an animagus and maybe they thought it was a bewitched beetle or something mm. along those lines. We're not yeah. really sure what she tells people to get this information. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, she's the only animagus we hear of that is not an animal. Yeah. So she's she's a bug. So we're not, you know, and, and this could be something because she knows what she's doing. This could have yeah. been a clever thing. Maybe she manipulated the potion in a way that she could get away with it being a bug. And that's what helps her be so sneaky because maybe she yeah. can. Um, yeah. And there is that play on words like you've been bugged. Like there's a, there's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bugged. Yeah. That's yeah, how it's cute. Yeah, people yeah, yeah, know yeah. information. Yeah. Like I do. I, I get it. But yeah, we don't know what she's telling people when she's like, talk to this bug. If, yeah. that, if it's her or if it's something else. But it is interesting because it is she just that confident that she has enough on people? Oh, probably. That she's okay? Like, who yeah. knows? Or does she yeah. figure out a different way to tell them, explain yeah. the bug away? We don't know. Book five, as you knew you were saying, she Ooh. jumps off the deep end. No, she just, she, well, <laughs> or she is forced, gets, rather, pushed off the deep end. She gets blackmailed. She gets blackmailed with all the consequences of being revealed. And part of me is like, I get the justice feeling of being like, mm-hmm. if you write horrible things about people, I'll tell them the secret that I know. Yes. But she gets blackmailed to unemployment. 
And that yeah. bothers me a lot. Like, she yeah. does not have a livelihood because this child is holding yeah. the secret over her head. Like, like this woman has gold gold teeth. Like, yeah. Did she have to sell those? Like, because like, her, her, her manicure is all chipped when we meet her again. Yeah. Her, clothes is not, her clothes are not great. I think her bag is... is yeah, it's, it's just all a mess. Too. Like, it's all a mess. And it she can't been one year. And then Hermione's like... Nah, but you're gonna write this for, for free. Free, pay the woman, and it becomes it becomes <laughs> the best selling thing there. Which proves she's not bad. Like something, the subject was obviously good, but like right. she's not a bad writer. No, I I like, think <laughs> she's a brilliant writer, and that's why yeah. she's so popular. She yeah. just writes everything on her terms. Yeah, she can craft a story. Yes, it's blackmailed for a year, can't find work because she's blackmailed, and then has to write this article for free. And, and I think that's when she went, I give up. Yeah. Dumbledore dies, mm-hmm. the ministry completely, and just like that, No, you don't want to believe it, but everybody knows they're all infiltrated by yeah. Death Eaters kind of yeah. moment. And she spends the rest of her time using uh, what we assume she used Viterra Serum yes. on, on the Backshot. Yeah. To get all the details about Dumbledore and then yeah. twist them in her own way to make the life and lives of Albus Dumbledore. Yep. And be the first person to get that out because she shows up at Dumbledore's funeral with a notebook. Yeah. And that that was when she decided, screw it, Hermione. This is too big. Yeah. I haven't been paid in so long. She, you can't tell me she wasn't living large after that book. Oh, came for out. sure. For sure. And I wrote, the, it was a 900 page book to, mm-hmm. and published four weeks after his death. So she could have been cooking up some of the stuff for a while, but she uh-huh. went hardcore so fast and she wrote 900 pages. Yeah. I mean, it makes weeks. sense. He dies. She knows it's Bethilda Bagshot. Yeah. Done. She interviews her immediately and yeah. has magic. Yeah. And it, what's so fascinating to me about this scandalous tell all is that we're led to believe by the end of the book that what she actually writes is true about Dumbledore, yeah. which is bits of it. Bits of it are, t- are true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah about Still like embellished in like of her course. own way. Yes. But yeah, absolutely. That's the the actually core, writes... the bones of it, if you will, are, yeah. are true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is even more fascinating <laughs> that she actually writes, a, you know, probably a little bit more embellished biography, but the core mm-hmm. facts and the scandal is there and I mean, real. A lot of it is the only times she like makes up stuff is mm-hmm. her fight with Hermione because yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else is is based on facts. It's yeah, it's just fascinating to me that that she becomes a source <laughs> yeah. of of truth by the end of it after mm-hmm. having been this supposed like gossip the whole time. Like no, she and hasn't changed at all. Yeah, she hasn't changed, hasn't changed at all. all. No, she is good at what she does. Yeah, she's a good antagonist. She's a good antagonist. It does bother mm-hmm. me that a child blackmailed so hard. Put her in, like that bothers yeah, me. Yeah, but, but that's not on her. That's, that's not on her. her. <laughs> she just has to deal with it. Yeah, which probably was the worst year of her life. <laughs> yes, I can't. I can't even imagine. <laughs> she is thriving though, because yes. um, this character, even though she is really not in that much of the books. She is in almost every video game that is made. Yeah, yeah. They have found ways to add her. Even brought her in for games that happened prior to the events mm-hmm. of uh, the books. Mm-hmm. She, fun fact, is born the same yeah. year as Bellatrix Strange. So if oh. they went to Hogwarts together, it is not far-fetched 
that they would mm-hmm. have been in the same year. And even yeah. also more so not far-fetched that as someone who is cunning and clever and has that goal and gets it no matter what, could have been a Slytherin. Yes, I could see that. And been in a dorm with Bellatrix. With, yeah. So that is our... Uh, Rita Skeeta. And, you know, you'd think things would go up from here, but they don't, guys. They They don't. don't. Because we are talking about next uh, who arguably might Mm -hmm. be one of the best written characters in the series. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. She and I think that's why you have those memes of and all this stuff of like, who's your least favorite character in Harry Potter and why is it Dolores? Yeah. <laughs> why it's, is yeah. it Umbridge? Dolores who's the worst Umbridge. person worse than Voldemort? Yeah. Umbridge. <laughs> yeah, there's a core evil to her. And this is actually very similar to like Thanos in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. where they think they are doing yes. good. And yeah. those are the scariest villains. Yeah. Like Voldemort and- wants power. Right. But she thinks she's doing the good thing. Like she thinks she is in moral rights. Right. And, <laughs> and, and what's terrifying, too, yeah. in addition to that, is she believes everything Voldemort believes. Yes. But is not a Death Eater and not yeah. on his. She's yeah. on his side, but not on his side. Yeah. She would I never. Mean, like, it's, it's not. Yeah. She's the law. Insane. She's, yeah. yeah it, it's it's scary when you think about that. It's very cleverly written. Yeah. This this villain that is introduced yeah. in book five. You yeah. meet her at Harry's trial where Fudge is just trying to discredit Harry mm-hmm. this whole year. Mm-hmm. So you do get a little taste of her before she does make it to the school. She mm-hmm. is described as frog looking. Yep. But in lots of pinks, has a very girly voice. Yeah. Such good contrasting. Yeah. Like that's it's yes. also great because she's so contrasting. Her pinks, mm-hmm. her girlish voice, her curls, her kitten plates. Like she's so she's like just like a small person, but yeah. wields so much power. It's so good when it's done just such right. A good villain. Yeah, like <laughs> yikes. And yeah, and she really like slowly sinks her teeth in to yes. this school in the world, which Oof. is it takes a lot. To get her to that end point where she's just running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. she really takes her time digging into the school. And you mm-hmm. see that at the beginning for anyone who wants to go back and reread it to really yeah. pick it apart as Hermione did. Yeah. Her opening speech where she interrupts Dumbledore and mm-hmm. wants to also make a speech at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. uh, is on page 213 of book five. Mm-hmm. This is where you really see. Yeah. What the rest of the year is going to be like treating everyone like they're in elementary school. Yeah. Not yeah. 11 to 18 ish. There's a whole year of adults in that room. Yeah. That are students in wizarding terms. But then that that just like slightly clever word use, clever manipulative mm-hmm. word use. Yeah. It's, she te- so she's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yes. Um, and flat out like no magic. Not going to use magic, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then doesn't actually teach anything. She just has them no, read the book. No, she just makes them read, which is like, so She's not even pretending to be a teacher. Because that's not what no. she's there to do. That she And she's like, this is how we're going to teach everything now. <laughs> and then like weaseling her way into High Inquisitor. We, like yeah. all these things. And she does. She reads to me very, we love you, Miss Hannigan. A hundred percent. Well, the even the response where she demands they respond to her very specifically mm-hmm. is such a power move. And it immediately sets up 
who she's going to be. Yeah. She has this ongoing thing with leading to what we talked about before of her ideals matching up with Voldemort's, even though she is, does not see herself as a Death Eater or a villain. Yeah. She does not like half-breeds and calls Lupin half-breed. Yeah. Uh, She is full of and probably starts a lot of the ministry propaganda. She was the backer of the werewolf legislation. Yeah. She also campaigned to have the merpeople tagged. Yes. Yes. Like, (laughs) oof. What? Yep. What? Yep. Um, Yeah. Purity. Like she wants that pure... Yeah. terrible and yeah. she that with that purity yeah she later in the books she takes which is so funny to me because she does not know what it is she mm-hmm. has this locket that she's bought off taken off mundungus fletcher yeah does not know that it is a, re- a relic of salazar slytherin himself and instead yeah. passes it off as the name of a different pure blood family because mm-hmm. she is not in fact pure blood Mm. but wants to be so she states in book seven that s stands for this pureblood family that yeah, it's family heirloom she's she's a part of like yeah no ma'am yeah. i mean it's funny it's ironic that it's actually yeah. from salazar slytherin but like yeah she has this this crazy belief in that she mm. also going on along with how terrible she is a lot of the stuff reading it, I think, is easier to chew yeah. than seeing it. I think uh, I did mention this in the after hours for mm-hmm. the movie that she is in, that I think they did an excellent job keeping true to the character, but not going quite as hard as the books do. Yeah. Because she, unlike the movies where she sits and waits patiently and is just like looking off, just mm-hmm. girly waiting for Harry to use the quill for his detention that yeah. carves into the back of his hand. In the books... She is excited to hand him this quill. And she is happy when he cries out. Mm -hmm. She loves the idea of physically abusing these kids. Yeah, of punishment and of... That's terrifying. It helps lead to later on when she threatens Harry with the Cruciatus curse. Yeah. To get information. Yeah. And she thinks about it a lot. She's like justifying it. She justifies everything she does with, uh, well, you know... He would understand what he doesn't know will be fine. I just need to get this information. Yeah, yeah. this will work, right? Yeah. This will work. What? Well, that's, that's why she's crazier than Voldemort because Voldemort yeah. understands that he's doing evil things and thinks mm-hmm. and, and just to get what he wants. Means. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, it's, you know, he wants but, to not die yeah. and wants to surround himself with yeah. people he, wants, he yeah. wants to be around with. Yeah. <laughs> she justifies it as if she's still doing the good thing. Yeah. And that's terrifying and that's why she's so good that's why she's such a good Gosh. interesting villain and that's yeah. why she's pure evil she is the devil in pink you know it, it, it is, is just, <laughs> like, and it's so good like even yeah. you know she's bad when snape is even like what oh, yeah. like the conversation i mean i mean we all love that line oh you applied for the defense against the dark <laughs> but you were unsuccessful <laughs> obviously <laughs> like i mean it's just a plus. And then when he comes in later and like gets her and she's like, uh, I need more Viserum. Like, yeah. you used it all. And in the movies, they do say you used the last of it on Miss Chang. Yeah. But yeah, in the books, still it runs out. He's like, yeah. mm, I can get it to you in a month. Like, yeah. but but very like bluntly. Yeah. Like, but he's over it. He's not. Well, yeah. yeah. He's so over you. Yeah. Because you know he's had to be at her beck and call with all oh these gosh. potions and all these things this whole yeah. time. You know? Yeah. So you know it's yeah. tough. Their little bits are very interesting mm-hmm. and entertaining. Her and Minerva's back and so forth. So good. It's so it's good. So I know good. we talked about it in this Minerva's yeah. episode, but just that the the battle 
over yeah. I will personally train Harry to be an or like oh my gosh yeah that that yes. battle that had nothing to do with Harry at all yeah. was fantastic yeah. and yeah and I did appreciate that how she treated each teacher was so different in the inspection because she they were walked all very all, different. It was mm-hmm. so different. She walked all around the room, and Trelawney's made her nervous. Asked her to just predict Started something, which beginning. is mm-hmm. such a bitch move. She, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We walked around and, Hagrid's and like talks mm-hmm. about him in the middle of his class. So he was yes. having a nice class, and she ruined it. Like she purposely made she him. made it bad. Yeah, yeah. and it's then just, you hear from the twins that in Flitwick's she just like was quiet and stood in the back the whole time, and then yeah. like pulled aside Alicia at the end. And like Minerva, she attempted to like kind of put her foot in, and then got shut right. down, and then stopped. It's, it's just so. It's yeah, yeah. She she already had preconceived notions of how she's going to treat. Yes, teacher, teacher and yeah. students, and students. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. She's just everything about her is like belittling, childish, condescending, and that's why it's kind of kind of great in the end that she mm-hmm. does. I mean, I hate what she does to the the centaurs, but like yeah. she deserves everything. They oh do yes, to her. yeah. Taking her away and punishing her. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, you cheer when the twins ruin her first day as the headmistress. Mm-hmm. You cheer when the teachers don't help her. You know, yes. Like yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When Peeves oh runs her out of the castle, when she tries to sneak oh out at the end of book five. Yes. Like yep. all of that. You're like, yes, get it. You have made this bed and yep. now you're sleeping in it. We do hear from from her mm-hmm. in book six, just that apparently she's told people that Harry wants to be work for the ministry later as an or. Mm hmm. Don't know why she's talking about it. I feel like I feel that like the, the new me. minister probably asked her what she knew about Harry and she like automatically probably mm. made him like her best friend because the minister wanted it. You know, like, I feel like she was just playing a game with the new minister yeah. to get that could totally his good be side. Because oh, when we see her in book seven, that Ooh. image as, like in the movies, it's done so well. Like it's just beautiful of her sitting up there with her little her little Patronus cat, yeah. walking back and forth as she's just interrogating people yeah. left and right. Ooh! Well, <laughs> in the book seven, it's so it's, good though. It's so good because she is fulfill like she is at her best self to her like she's yeah. feeling herself when the ministry is completely corrupted. That yeah. is so but she she has no idea. No. Like completely She's oblivious. just like, wow, I, jackpot. Here we Has are. Has a moody eye on her door? That is morbid. Like, you yeah. kept Moody's eye who was killed. Who found it? Must have been some ministry worker that may have been, may have been a Death Eater. Yeah. From the events of that night, brought it in to do the usual biz to keep up appearances. Yeah. You know? And she kept it. And somehow she got it. And I'm sure, can you imagine... Just just a segue mm-hmm, of just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a non-canon. Just like imagine yeah. yes. the conversations of the Death Eaters who go in being like, we have to infiltrate. We have to infiltrate in. We have to do all these things mm-hmm. to try and get in mm-hmm. and like overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. And then they meet this bitch. <laughs> Come on in after you. And <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> okay, just cover up our arms, guys. We're good. We're so good. Like, don't yeah. even like don't like don't even change anything you're saying. Just yeah. like, don't show your arm. We're yeah. set. We're yeah. set. Yeah, it's what? it's ugh. And I I will say, I had a new appreciation for the evil of her and the poignancy of book five after the years mm. that we've been having. Oh, the, yes. with the with the pandemic. Yes. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. years from now, there was a pandemic if you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, very but, very there is no war in Bossing Say. Yes. Of, yes. Of it's yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, he's not he's not alive. You're lying. 
Like that, that whole like denying of the truth and like the powerful like governing. But yes. Oh, excuse me. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. That's yeah, there it is. It's a couple. You got to add in that. Yeah, it's so it was so more poignant reading it uh, in a way that I don't think was ever expected because that kind of stuff exists. Like that's obviously the oh, inspiration totally, for totally. it. But it was just very poignant to read it this year <laughs> when I was yeah. reading it. But yeah, she yeah, she gets stunned. She gets stupefied by an mm-hmm. undercover Harry during the yep. trial for very a Muggleborn. Very, very satisfying. satisfying. And that's like the very last satisfying. we see of her. We leave her stupefied yeah. in the ministry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah that's totally <laughs> fine. Totally fine. But what an impactful to rip everything from villain. her. She's Truly. in like one book Truly. in who? Okay, tell me, tell me mm-hmm. that her music didn't, 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 didn't. Yes. That, that just doesn't just like give people a visceral reaction or her, her like <laughs> her like little yeah. cough. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So good. Mm, yeah. Played what so a, well. What? So well. It yeah. just, ugh, what? And that's why I, th- I truly, I think she is one of the best written characters because yeah. you can unpack so much. And she yeah. does, I mean, she does not change at all. She, no. There is no, there's no journey for her. She learns nothing. <laughs> but for her to be, right, for her to be more scary and mm-hmm. terrifying and more hated then the big bad like wow it's impressive and she didn't show up till book five and then she like it's hardly in the other two books so like she has one solid guest starring feature and And impacts so hard wrecks it (laughs) the worst hit home run home run man so good oh Oh, my god we love to hate her we love to hate her yes Well, speaking of her job at the ministry, before we dive into the rest of our ladies to wrap up uh, mm-hmm. this little little series of women before our final episode with our mm-hmm. final, final lady, yeah. uh, we did want to kind of like tip our hats mm-hmm. to the women that we've passed by. So, nice you know, toast. On our, yeah. on our journey yeah. through. <laughs> so like put on some really dramatic music as we <laughs> honorable mention. Yes these women Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. first we did want to talk about the women who worked in the ministry of magic i would love to start with my personal favorite mafalda hopkirk um the reason why she is my favorite random worker Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is because she works in the improper use of magic office for the ministry Mm -hmm. of magic my favorite thing about her is that she sends two letters in a later book and uh the second letter says per my letter 22 minutes ago (laughs) and that (laughs) Will it's forever crack me up. Yep. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that at my core. <laughs> I love that. Is she the one that Hermione changes into? Ooh, maybe. I think she's in book seven. I think she's the one that Hermione yeah. changes into to get into the ministry for the locket. Oh, uh, yes. yes. You are yes. so, so right. So we get to meet uh, her yeah, for like a hot thing. second. And yep, then she gets to second. infiltrate. And she gets it's asked so by Dolores Umbridge to be a secretary. But that's obviously not what she does. Right. I mean, she she is a secretary because she... Yeah, is sending out all those letters and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think she's a like. Let me come and take notes. On a but trial. it does make sense if yeah. she is the improper use of magic office. Dolores oh, may see this true. as improper use yes. of magic. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can see that. Yeah, who's your fave? Before we just like the fave random who's your, ministry. Who's your fave random ministry of magic worker? Someone who like the like ones who have like nothing to do in the book other than show up. Uh-huh. Just, um, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do enjoy. I wrote down, and tell me if I've just written this down wrong. <laughs> is the name Wakanda? Because I have written down the name Wakanda and a witch Mr. Weasley talks to 
at the ministry with blonde hair teased incredibly high. That is the only thing I have written down. Wakanda? But I have her name written down as Wakanda. There's no way. <laughs> like, if this is true, if I did not just have, like, a mini brain meltdown... And write Wakanda. No, you're t- you're so right. Yes. <laughs> so she, she works is my the, favorite random it is, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wakanda is an elderly witch who worked in, for the Ministry of Magic, presumably Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Yep. Mr. Weezy That's just so talks you're to her, so right. but her name's Wakanda. And oh I'm like, gosh. well, you're my favorite. There we are. <laughs> who would have known that that would have, <laughs> you know, been a thing now? So What a random name. Yep. Ah, that's my favorite random one. I think my favorite ministry worker is Bertha Jorkins. <laughs> yeah, Ber- just, Bertha Jorkins has a moment. Has a moment. Yeah, she has a little. So, a, where a is she? If you the will, entire in one book of the is just where is Bertha Jorkins? <laughs> so it's this is ministry. <laughs> mystery. Spoiler alert: it, she's dead. She's dead. Is described as just a, a nosy person yep. who wants to know everything about everybody Gossip, and has yeah. had. Who knows how many memory charms put on her at this point oh because she gosh, is so noisy. Yeah. And that is where we learn that you can reverse modify memory charms through her. But, you know, she gets she, a full story. But yeah, nobody likes her. That poor yeah. one. Nobody yeah. likes her. Like, Sirius is like, ah, she was a couple years older than me. She was the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super the, annoying. And, and then she's missing. And Ludo's just like, eh. She gets lost yeah. sometimes. Oh my god. Percy's like, oh, it's a disaster. Hopefully she figures it out soon. Like, what the heck? And Everyone's nobody like concerned, realizes, but like, not concerned. <laughs> yeah. Nobody realizes how dangerous she is. Yeah. Like, she's truly a liability. Yeah. Gets a high. She does become a liability. She yep. connects the Death Eaters together. She helps everything that happened yep. at the end of book four to happen. Yeah. Just by having a leaky cauldron memory. She's like the inciting incident of book four. <laughs> She really is. <laughs> Without her, uh, they don't learn about the Triwizard Tournament. So nope, they don't learn about Crouch Junior. Yep, exactly. They would have assumed that he would have been dead the whole time. Yeah, Jinkies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, some other just yes. lovely ladies. We have Millicent. Yes, Bagnold was the minister before Fudge. Yes, Griselda Maxime. Yes, uh, we hear from is mentioned just twice. She's on the whizzing knot. Whizzing. I don't know how to say that. Whizzing a knot. Was I can't. I whizzing can't knot. Whizzing. I always like. <laughs> could, yeah, like yeah. conjuncted it together yeah. as like yeah, whizzing yeah. knot. But um, so she was on it with Tiberius, and then mm-hmm. resigned once the High Inquisitor position was mm-hmm. established. Uh, and then once that left, they she did return. Mm-hmm. Did you want to chat about Susan Bones? Amelia Susan Bones. <gasps> Amelia Bones. I like like what I loved about Amelia Bones was that she was someone in the ministry that was trying to actually be a good cop. <laughs> she was someone. Who yeah, was like and that's listening. absolutely what gets her killed. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah, it was she so was cool. great. I was so upset in the movies how Fudge got to run the trial because she ran mm-hmm. the trial and Fudge was interrupting. So you got to see Fudge's desperation of trying to control it when yes. she was the one in control. So I really, really liked that character. And I like that Thomas yeah. described her as being fair. So we are already set up to to not be afraid of her. And that she yeah. compliments Harry. Like, that's just yes. so cool. In the right middle away, of this terrifying she like, trial. Yeah. She, like, yeah. politely shuts down mm-hmm. Fudge a few times. Yep. Hey, I will have order in my court, please. You know? Yeah. Where's a monocle? Oh, yes. Love it for her. Love it. She does have her, her brother, Edgar was mm-hmm. in the first wizarding war and part of the uh order of the phoenix and his whole family mm-hmm. was killed because of it that probably also tied in with her being killed mm-hmm. during the second 
war with him. Um, Asks Harry about his Patronus, is really impressed, mm -hmm. is horrified when she hears about the Dementor attack, which we learn that Umbridge sends on him yep. to silence mm -hmm. him. That I always forget mm -hmm. that note, and I'm like, she did that. That wasn't them escaping uh -huh. because of Voldemort. That was no. Umbridge sent the Dementors. Mm -hmm. So I just want to point that out. We go. We're back in the ministry, but that's oh no, that's, that's fine because she that's ooh yeah. yeah. And she doesn't dismiss she, Fig. Like I love that she doesn't dismiss no. the story. And everyone else is trying to discredit this woman who's being brave and telling. Like it, I really liked her. Right, a lot. right. She was awesome. I did enjoy. If you want to turn up your your music a little louder for this one, <laughs> which on the ministry during the attack at the World Cup, <laughs> she was reasonable and understanding. We know nothing else about her and we never saw her again. Thank you, Witch of the World Cup. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Witch, who presumably worked in the ministry. We do not know what department. Thank you okay. for joining the fight yeah. while you thought you were celebrating your favorite team. Yeah. Potentially lose or win. We don't. We didn't know that about you, Witch of the Ministry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So... <laughs> Oh, and any other uh, ministry magic witches that you had, uh, <laughs> had, had I, caught down? I did write down Griseld Marchbanks. Did I get that right? The one who examines them did. Oh yes, did Dumbledore's yes. newts? Yes, she, she like immediately in. goes in and goes like, "Where's Dumbledore?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a short, <laughs> like two Umbridge's face. <laughs> yes, she's a short and little deaf woman covered in wrinkles. Is how she's described. Yes, like incredibly yes. old, tested Dumbledore. So like ancient she's just like the ancient examination person <laughs> and i just like that she just shows up and like doesn't give two shits about umbridge being there so i appreciate her we do meet mary elizabeth cattlemore who comes to the ministry okay yes and her, hu yes. her husband works at the, the tragic what she goes through in this book in a very short amount the of time. on trial yeah on trial umbridge gets attacked in the middle of it hermione releases her from her chains her husband isn't at the trial because Ron took him, <laughs> took his yes! like, disguise, and then he shows <sighs> up woman. at the end, and they end up running like from the ministry and getting out of there. But like she goes through like a whole thing in book seven, <laughs> and like she does not understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a lot. Poor the thing. fact that like Ron has to pretend to be her husband, and then he's not, like it's a whole it's a mess. So my goodness, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Cattlemore. thank yeah. you. Women we met in the Ministry of Magic. Diving a little deeper with some maybe more important-ish characters. Yes. The moms of the story. Something that I yeah. wanted to mention was definitely talking about the moms. Because we do meet a few of them. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's interesting the moms versus the dad's relationships. Yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. So just as some drive-bys. Seamus has both parents, but you only meet the mom. You have the Grangers. Don't have any lines. Colin Creedy. Mom is never brought up. We can't. Mm -hmm. We think it's just dad. Tom. Both parents are really out of the picture. Mom is dead. Dad's not in the picture. He, he never wanted to be in the picture. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. We'll unpack in a minute. Peter. Only mom is mentioned. So we don't know if he had a single mother or if we mm -hmm. just liked the mother from mm -hmm. Peter Pettigrew. Mm -hmm. Fred Wolfa was mom, but like disinterested. So he grew up with a single dad. Mm -hmm. We have the Crouches. Mrs. Crouch, who was who mm -hmm. also. Died quite young, and mm -hmm. there was single dad for a while. We have the Diggories, who mm -hmm. in the movie, the mom is removed entirely. Yes. It is just dad. Mm -hmm. In the books, she mm -hmm. only speaks to Harry. Yep. It's just when you like go through it, mm -hmm. there are so many single dads and so many dads that are Luna. 
Luna has um, her dad. Her mom had died earlier in the story. Mm -hmm. Dean, you find out later that like we don't know dad maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we Mm -hmm. potentially have a solid single mom Mm -hmm. raising a a kid there. But Tonks has both her parents. James's mother is mentioned once about but both of them are together. Both of them are together. Cho's mom is mentioned. But it's it's very casual, so we can't yeah, like there's no determining that. Yeah, it, isn't it, it kind of weird that there's like it's like an uneven amount of I think dads versus moms. I think it feels it feels weirder having known the fact that the author was a single mom and that the author had a terrible relationship with her dad. Yeah, it feels like that should yeah be she had a really really bad in a powerful way in the novel, and that's why I think it's more surpri- It's surprising that there just isn't much of it. There's a lot of nuclear families. That exists mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. world. There's a lot of good mothers. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not what I'm trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk about. It's just There's when not, you yeah. look at the single parents, it's just weird. Or the parents that are more involved, mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff. It just it just seems odd, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, that's I I wish more of that experience could have come out in the novels because I do think that's yeah. a powerful experience and obstacle. That could have existed in the book, and we just didn't get it. No, that, did that, we get what yeah. she hoped her and her dad's relationship was for a bit? I, I don't have know. no idea. Like she was yeah. literally estranged from him for years. Yeah, like, is I don't how much they were yeah. not close. So I'm just just confused. But now that we've like done yes. the drive by of the moms, um, yes. there's a few moms we can unpack. Just just a few moms that we can. Unpack yeah, there's and, not a lot. Yeah, uh, Seamus's mom is easily one thoughts. of my favorite side yeah. moms. Yeah, like she, you know. She is described as having sandy hair. You meet her at the World Cup in book four, and she's really proud to show her Irish colors. So that's a really fun introduction. And then you get the she doesn't believe Harry. Seamus has a really stressed relationship with Harry in book five. So you get her opinions about stuff. And then you see her... In book I six, love getting book in a six shouting when she match. comes and they have the screaming match. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why I love that. It's just like such a different relationship. And we don't see that kind of family relationship. Yeah. And those are very real. Yeah. So um, I thought that was really cool for her to to show up and like have the yelling match in front of everybody. In like, the this entrance was not, hall. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is like right in front of the great hall. Yeah. But they scream at each other and she's like, fine, you can go to the funeral and we're leaving. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, that, you know that she doesn't really get to cool. win it. She probably has not been a huge fan of Hogwarts in general. Now Death Eaters have come and attacked Hogwarts. So she's right, like, get out. Right. <laughs> but I love that she's also described as somebody who can weasel anything out of anyone. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's, that that's fun. That cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for Seamus's character. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's kind of fun. There's also, I just wanted to mention real quick before we get into Miss um, Not Riddle. Yeah. Miss Marope. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, is Mrs. Crouch. Just mm-hmm. a couple of things with her mm-hmm. uh, because she, I mean, she's in tears and faints at her son's trial. And yeah. when she is dying, her dying wish is to be taken there and save her son, which yeah. he does. Mr. Crouch yeah. does go against all of his better instincts and takes her to die yeah <laughs> she dies in, in azkaban, azkaban knowing that her son she potentially gave him a chance at a better life mm-hmm. something that was interesting to me because he is on the ministry there are ways that he could have done this and been s- sneaky yeah without having to be sneaky yeah then he never goes back for her body isn't that weird yeah. like uh, it's 
I yeah. Since she has so much sway over him. Yeah. Like Winky brings her up to and and he 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 goes through so many things. Yeah. Because of her. Yeah. Even all these years that she's been gone, the fact that he never is it like too hard for him. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, but that's yeah. just like something I wanted to to mention yeah. before we get into yeah. the bigger yeah and troubled I mean, youth that is Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh poor girl. But the fact that she had to watch her husband sentence her son to Azkaban. Like, that's... Well, she didn't. She passed out and fell asleep. She, she fainted. Well, she did, well, yeah, it's fair. She <laughs> couldn't take it. But, like, the trauma of that after and the awkwardness yeah. and the stress and the tension between totally. the two. Like, I, I can't even imagine. So, it, yeah. And it's then a very, there are diseases out there like cancer that they yeah. can't fix. It's an interesting, like, very tragic story about mm-hmm. a mom taking the place of her son in death to those kind of beautiful... Even though it didn't work out great, yeah. <laughs> it didn't it didn't work out great? Right, right. Um, but what she did was very powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I did want to mention no, about no, Mrs. It's... Diggory. Oh yes, is because she's only in book four and she doesn't exist in the films. What I appreciate about her character in book four is she's described as calming Mr. Diggory, being her mm-hmm. grief being beyond tears. Like she's not the a sobbing wailing mother she's a quiet because he is yeah that relationship is different than what typically would be expected right that she's kind of that stoic in grief but just doesn't have tears because it's too hard right Um, turns away the money refuses the money talks to harry his life yeah Mm -hmm. like i she's a very powerful woman and we only get a a small glimpse of her powerful woman in a very difficult moment and the fact she even yeah. goes to talk to harry after cedric is dead is incredible so mm-hmm. we get it for a second but it was a really good second <laughs> now getting on to somebody who is not a good mom oof yeah and now in her defense i don't think she ever intended to be yeah. a mom i think this i don't know if this 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 pregnancy i don't think was planned yeah we find out through the course of many books and then mm-hmm. it all finalized by dumbledore through mm-hmm. various glimpses into the past with pensieves mm-hmm. is that tom's mother was a very inbred yep family descendant from salazar slytherin mm-hmm. and she very much coveted Tom Riddle, the handsome muggle who lived in their town. Mm-hmm. She then used a love potion on him. Mm-hmm. And this is where things get a little wishy-washy. You get this from Dumbledore himself where he is just guessing yeah. what what he thinks she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so either at some point she ran out of the serum. She mm-hmm. could have forgotten. She could mm-hmm. have decided that maybe he loves me this time yeah. and didn't give it to him. Yeah. And so he was able to break from it and run away. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it was too late. She was pregnant. She does die in childbirth, wishing that her son grows up to look just like Tom. And she yep. does get that wish. Yep. But this tragic, tragic person. Oh, it's a, yeah. From the beginning, sets him up for failure. Yeah, just from the from the beginning, she we get that. She's tormented by her father and her brother. Uh, and yeah, abused. Abused physically, emotionally, verbally. She's, just everything. She's ugly. She's yeah. all of, like, they just, it's, <sighs> she didn't have a chance. Like, she was no, just she set up. she never had a chance. Yeah, it was rough. And she did, she was able to name her son before she passed. Yeah, and she had to sell the necklace because she was, you know, in poverty. And it's just, it's a right, very right. tragic 
tragic mom. Gosh, it's just so tough. I mean, it's like not yeah. her fault. No, I mean, it kind of no, it is her fault. It is her fault. She's written well, that way, but like she did, yeah, yeah. set herself up to be there. She still you, like tricks someone into falling in love with her. And you know, I don't know if she cognitively. We don't know how much she was actually really there cognitively. Like if she, she must have been like, enough to make those potions, though. True. Good <laughs> you know? point. Yeah, she wasn't quite to the extent that her brother was. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that's you know, mm-hmm. she was a mom. Yeah. In the story. Yeah. Kendra Dumbledore was a mom in the story as well. She was. She was. And she was we, not we a single mom, but she was raising kids by herself. Because mm-hmm, like, her husband did go mm-hmm. to prison. He was in Azkaban for a bit. And that is really all we hear from her. Yep. She died tragically young. And right. she kept mm-hmm. a child in the house because she yep. was very ill, but didn't ever let her out ever so that's questionable at well best. yeah we learned we learned that ariana that she refused to do magic after being attacked and traumatized by kids so that she was kept inside for her own safety but also like they never really got help for her because no, they were they didn't no. want her to go to saint mungo's so they were thinking just, they were protecting her but they weren't but prote- they really was, weren't yeah, yeah thinking maybe she potentially could have been dangerous to herself or others. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but still, yeah. locking her up, not the best choice. Uh, yeah, you for, should have let her go to St. Mungo's and your husband do. wouldn't be in Azkaban and yeah. she would be getting help that she needed. So, And your daughter would not have died. Yeah, there's a whole lot of things they did not do right. But another mom <laughs> that exists in the yes. past. Another mom. We learned yeah, the thanks. name of Snape's mom, Eileen Prince. Yes, Eileen Prince. So, you know, mm-hmm. those, we got a mom there. Captain of the Hogwarts Gobstone team. Yep. And they, yep. They, they fought a bit. Yep. And that, that home life was not good. Yep. There so, yeah, that's, I mean. The mothers of uh, the Wizarding Here World. are the mothers. <laughs> uh, we told you, we're giving you the drive-bys and the most drive-by oh, yeah. drive-by of all. Yes, yes. yes. Another thing that I did want to to do a, a drive-by, much like I did with the moms, yes. is the Boys vs. Girls Creatures Edition. Yes. Because yes. I did, as I was reading it, I'm like very interested uh, to see the demographic of how she decided to split that up, mm-hmm. if at all. Mm-hmm. So we have mm-hmm. Hedwig, who yeah. is a girl. Mm-hmm. The gnomes genderless question mark Hmm, interesting definitely not intentional (laughs) um the (laughs) mandrakes are gendered they're both female and male Mm -hmm. mrs norris is a female animal companion yes side note for mrs norris there is a headcanon that she is also in the same situation as nagini and has a blood curse on her that perchance mrs norris is filch's wife (gasps) oh Uh, So Nagini is a canonically was a woman and she has a family blood curse on her there. It is a women specific curse where you can transform into an animal, but eventually you will never be able to transform back into a human. And Nagini is canonically one of those. But when that was introduced, there is a big headcanon that Mrs. Norris is also one. My mind um, is so, blown. I love that. Sorry for that. Yeah, love that uh, drive by. But yep, yep. we do have Aragog's wife named Mosog, but mm-hmm. all the other ones are just there. Mm-hmm. Crookshanks is a boy. Buckbeak is a boy. Ron's owl is a boy. Vila are only women. The leprechauns are described as only men. Mm-hmm. The dragons that we meet are all nesting mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do meet the chief mer person, Mercus, who is wild mm-hmm. and ferocious. The sphinx is female. Mm-hmm. Arnold is male mm-hmm. the pygmy puff um, so how does that let me how does that pan out maybe that's more even than i thought it was it just we only it see goblins that I'll... are males and we only see centaurs yep. that are male not that there mm-hmm. aren't oh, others yep, but yep. that we only see goblins that are male 
and centaurs that are male. Right. I don't know. It felt like there were so many more males because when you look at like Curve of the Toad's a boy. Yeah. Like all of the pets. Yeah. Crookshanks is a boy. You know, it's really like just all, Hedwig. All, all the pets. It was just Hedwig and Norris, you know? Yeah. Which are like polar opposites as far as like how they're yeah. seen. This is beautiful, <laughs> pure white guardian owl. <laughs> and then Mrs. Norris who's out right. trying to get you the entire time. I don't know. Yeah. Just a, just a thought. Just something to think about how. is how gender is used in the magical creatures world and how they're presented a lot of female creatures other than hedwig who are vicious or violent of some kind like vila dragging men to their deaths Mm -hmm. we have the dragons who are Mm -hmm. dragons and just you know Mm -hmm. from a dragon's perspective how shitty was that what they did at the tournament they put them through so much how shitty is what they do in the putting one in the in gringotts Oh, for sure. That too. That's straight up animal abuse. 100% where they make the sound and it like is in fear because it got abused because, yeah, that's a whole not a big (laughs) fan of how they're treating dragons (laughs) in this world because they bothered these poor nesting mothers to be in a tournament and to go through all this stress. (laughs) So I'm very upset for dragons in this world. Unnecessary. Abuse of dragons. <laughs> yep. Yep. And but yeah, we just want to give you a drive-by of the creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do meet two tragic house oh, elves that are female. Mm-hmm. We meet Winky, we do. which we, we talked do. about uh, last episode. And we meet Hokey, who gets accused of poisoning. She, you, we get the memory from her. Yes. We yeah. get the memory from her. She got convicted of poisoning. And she was so old that they couldn't. She yeah. had passed before they could do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so we just get two tragic. But that does mm-hmm. even out the two other house elves we do meet. Yeah. Food for thought to think about. So next we're going to go on to, before we finish strong. Yeah. Welcome to our randos, guys. The randoms. to (laughs) the randoms, the wailing widow and Kent. (sighs) (laughs) Wendell and the weird enjoying being burned so much she allowed herself to be caught no less than 47 times in various disguises. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wendell and the weird. Doris Crockford met Harry and Diagon Alley and got back in line a few times to meet him. Yes, congrats. (laughs) Mrs. Betty Bayliss saw the car while doing her washing in book two. That must have been surprising for her. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Gladys Gungeon, who comes back another time because she cannot leave Lockhart alone, even when he's in St. Mungo's. Huge fan of Lockhart, along with Veronica Smithley, but she does leave him in Mungo's alone. Ah, nice. We never hear from her again. Yep. Madame Marsh is on the night bus. Yes. To Aubergavani. Aubergavani. I can't say that word. We have a group of women who work with the Salem Witches Institute. Yes. Yes. A plus. A plus. A plus. Would you like to? I'm sorry. I'm just like going. No, I love it so much because I missed some of these and it's making me so happy. Oh. We have Galatea Mary Thought, which is a great last name, who was the Defense mm-hmm. Against the Art teacher when Voldemort was in school. We have yes, yes. Moron, <laughs> Morin, who is the Irish seeker <laughs> at the World Cup. <laughs> yep. We have Mrs. Roberts, who Get gets torments by the Death Eaters as the muggle at the World Cup. We have mm-hmm. Miriam Strout, <laughs> who was the yes. uh, healer at St. Mungo's and took care of Lockhart. Then got on Thank probation because she accidentally gave a uh, devil snare to... So sorry. So sorry. Mr. Bode. Not your fault. Not your fault. No, no. That was planned. Yeah. That was planned. You fell right into their trap, right man. Into their trap. Fell right into their trap. Oh, set, like the sassy receptionist witch 
at St. Mungo's. Yes. Enjoy her a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being there for us. Thank yes, you. yes. Doris Perkis, who in book five <laughs> says Sirius Black is actually Stubby Boardman in yes. an article. And yes, so he couldn't have murdered convinced. those people. <laughs> yeah. How very Hannah Abbott of you. How oh, yeah. very Hannah Abbott of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Gwenog Jones. Yes. Who is the captain of the Hollyhead Harpies. We do meet her. It was really cool. Queen. BFFs with Slug. She like has to really like him because she comes back to Hogwarts for a party. We don't even know if she went to Hogwarts. She could have gone anywhere. Well, yeah. She just comes to Slughorn's party. Gets him free tickets. She didn't fit anywhere else. So uh, Electa, Electo, Caro was a Death Eater. Yes. Just the Caro twins as a unit. Yeah, yeah they're kind of gross. Yeah. Lots of twins gross. Yeah, in this world. Nah. There are a lot of twins in this world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that many twins exist usually at one time in that amount of space, but that's, you know, good for you. She, <laughs> she, sorry, she teaches muggle studies in book seven when they take over. And Luna's, I don't know what that class looked like with her. Oh, God. Yeah. Luna stunned her. So that was really cool. Oh, uh, maid of, of the riddles, her. cook of the riddles. No names, but oh, we yes. meet them. Dot, yes, yes. The villager in Little Hangleton who remembered yes. what Frank was like as a boy. Mm-hmm. And, we have uh, the woman who, uh, I can't remember her name, but she uh, was with Riddle first. She Cecilia. was with oh, Tom. Cecilia, that's Cecilia. her name. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, I got you. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mrs. Man. Cole, who ran the orphanage and got drunk yes. and told Dumbledore everything. Oh, that poor thing. Mm-hmm. We have one of the poor children who had to be dragged Amy to with, Benson. scarred for a life by <laughs> Voldemort as a child. And you know what? This is probably my favorite random character that's in one mm-hmm. moment. And it's Hepzibah Smith. I really, she's the, mm. the hoarder who hoards all the, yes. the stuff. Yes, and she's fun. Yeah, she's a fun like character that just pops up in book six. Yeah. And has the Helga Hufflepuff's cup and uh, gets poisoned yes. via Coco. Two days after Tom visits her, so makes sense. Yep. Checks out. Checks out. She's a fat uh, older lady with a ginger wig and pink robes. Yes, <laughs> there you go. My favorite random character who is not in the books. She is the coffee girl from the mm. coffee shop. Yeah, in the movies. Yeah, where one day she'll go on that date with Harry. Just kidding. Double door. Take a take one. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I did like that. So. To wrap up some of the others, uh, we did want to break it up into some of the people who were in the order, which will still be a quick drive-by because a lot of these people R.I.P. from Wizard World 1. Yes. It is described right away as the best witches and wizards of the Potter's time that were killed by Voldemort, the McKinnons, the Bones, the Pruitts. We get one of the McKinnons' names as Marlene McKinnon, Mm -hmm. and her whole family was killed. And then we have Dorcas Meadows, mm-hmm. who was an original member as well. And that she was killed by Voldemort himself. Yeah. An original member of the order that made it to the second war mm-hmm. was Emmeline. Mm-hmm. Emmeline Vance made it to the second war. And then Hestia Jones joined the order, but was not an original member mm-hmm. of the order. Yes. So we do meet them. Mm-hmm. Just a some headcanon fun. Dorcas mm-hmm. Meadows and Marlene McKinnon have been picked up and ran with. And yeah. they have been headcanon BFFs of Lily Potter mm-hmm. or Lily Evans at the time mm-hmm. at school with her and the Marauders era. Yeah. Now yes. my favorite order member. Yes. Who we don't get to know enough about like she leaves you with more questions and answers yes miss arabella Fig. i love her so much <laughs> she is really not in the in the movies but like why is she in the book so much man I, yeah why, i want to know more 
She's yeah. just like the crazy cat lady for so long. Like yeah. she like she takes Harry all the time. She find you find out later she was putting up an act yeah. so that the, the jerseys would still trust her with him. Yep. But like yeah. what? She's a squib. She's a squib. Okay. Yeah. We already talked about this a little bit with yeah. um Amelia Bones. How how did she get there? How did a squib when was she brought there? Yeah. Was she in the order first? Mm-hmm. Like how I'm just like, I have so many questions. Yeah. Who who is her family? Yeah. That she like, knows mm-hmm. the wizarding world. Because squibs are usually don't live in the world. Yeah. In the yeah. wizarding world. Because it's just easier for them not to because they can't yeah. participate. But she's connected to Dumbledore. So like, like how is she so connected? Yeah. yeah. Like oh. the first thing Dumbledore says is like, ah, stuff's going down. Like serious. Go tell Mrs. Fig. Yeah. It's really important. Why that is she Fig knows Of all the people to run and tell, <laughs> you're gonna go tell her. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And what's she gonna do if something happens to the Dursleys? No offense to her. Scream but she doesn't Mundungus. have. Scream yeah, She doesn't have magic. magic. <laughs> so call the Muggle Police. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so many things she does. She's just, you know, the, the fun, quirky neighbor. And yeah. I do enjoy that about her. Yeah. Um, She does bring up a few times that it is his cousin at the trial. And I'm like, none of you, none of you were like, oh, he did this to a muggle who lives in the house with him. Maybe. Who knows he's a, wi- a wizard. Maybe ah, we bring him. Yeah. Case dismissed. Yeah, like maybe. Case we- dismissed. Yeah, like I... Like, why would you, of course, like you did it in front of your cousin who you live with. Yeah. Like, then that's not breaking the law. Yeah. They've seen it. Yeah. So yeah. that, it just, it, I just, I, I also love the image of her like, just like beating the crap out of Mundungus oh with her like purse full of like cat food. I, <laughs> she's she so mad at him that he left. Cat food. It's so good. <laughs> I love that. It's such a like, it's such a character specific thing to hit someone with. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it's not purse. It's with cat food. Like, it's just, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. Just cracks me up. Yeah. She is important enough to know about Dumbledore's funeral and mm-hmm. just go there. Yes. And I think in the movies, I think she's, how they got rid of her a lot. They, she, I think she's portrayed yeah. pretty on par. I think she yeah. did a great job. She looked like the crazy cat lady that you want her to be. Yeah. And fun fact about her is that it is canon that she actually, the cats, she had a very successful crossbreeding business with, uh, she would crossbreed cats and kneesles, which is a magical creature that looks kind of like a cat, oh. but a little bit wrong. Okay. Um, and she would breed them together and had a very successful business doing doing that. So she Good still was like her. a little bit in the wizarding world. Yeah. So it is possible that some of those cats that she was using to help protect one of her four oh. cats that she's protecting Harry with yeah. could have been part magical kneesel. I like that. That's awesome. What a random thing. Good for you. That I found on an article. Yeah. On an article that the author wrote. Like, I love that. What? Yep. <laughs> I just want to know how a squib, how she got in the, as a member of the Order that of the Phoenix ju- yeah. and was like a go-to person for Dumbledore. Like there's yes. so many questions. Ne- they're never answered. Never. They're never answered. I would love to hear everyone's headcanons. I yes. want to know. Yes. She's a firecracker of a human being. She's great. And you know but, what? Fletcher yeah, deserved to get hit with cat fun. food so many times uh, 100%. over. percent. So 100%. it was therapeutic yeah, yeah, to yeah, read that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would love to add strong with... I had written... <laughs> Shopkeeps or yeah. uh, working women, but I p- much prefer your name for these women, India. These witches are definitely girl bosses, and yes, uh, yes, own the Wizarding World, and I love it. And I we just get little tidbits of them, but they're yeah. a lot of fun. And I 
I think they really build out the world in a full way. I agree. Their shops entice me to think about what they like. It just feels magical thinking of them. So I, I just love that we, ha- we get some good witches on Diagon Alley and in Hogsmeade. And, and they used to get little highlights. Yeah, doing all sorts of things. Yeah. We have we yeah. get one line about Verity who works with the twins in uh, mm-hmm. their shop. And what must that be like? <laughs> I yeah, have can't absolutely even... no idea. Get, get it, girl. We have yeah. we have a uh, a woman who works at Honeydukes. Thank yeah. you for being here today. Yeah. A witch that works at the mena- the magical menagerie. <laughs> I bet that's fun. Yep. Oh lord. We yeah. have Madame Puttyfoot, who we assume yeah. exists because yeah. she owns a tea shop. Yeah, small tea shop <laughs> decorates it for Valentine's Day. You know, yes, it's yes. very nice. She's described as a stout woman with a black bun. Mm-hmm, so we get mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. little descriptor there. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We have, I wrote this in the wrong spot, but uh, Madame Z Nettles oh. is a squib. She is not a girl boss, but we can pretend she's a girl yeah, boss because you can get I it. did not list her in others. Yeah, yeah. But she used the quick spell method. Nice. We have Mrs. Scour. Mm. Thank you for making all purpose magical mess remover mm. for mm-hmm. Filch. Well done. Which mm-hmm. did not work. Oh. <laughs> so that then. You know, Flitwick had to yeah. clean up the swamp. Uh, <laughs> Celestine Warbeck, thank you for being a girl boss. Yes. And having a thriving musical mm-hmm. career that I think is entirely supplemented by Molly Weasley. Yes, very much so. No one else seems to like you, but I I appreciate yep. you girl bossing. You got you got it. the yep, you got the fan. That's all you need. Did you mention <laughs> Madame Malkin's? I did we... not. Madame Malkin okay. gets this. She gets a horrible interaction in book six where Draco and Narcissa are facing off with like Harry yeah. and there's almost a fight in the middle of her store. She yeah, loses there's only business. one time. Yeah, yeah, there's only one time we see her not in her shop. Yeah. And that's at Dumbledore's funeral. But yes. every other time, yep. And it's yep. both Harry and Malfoy. Both yep. times we meet her in the shop. So that's a fun like turnaround. She gets to see both of them and one and six. Not and... fun for her, but fun for us. <laughs> no, yeah, fun for us. Her, she gets, like, loses business and almost has a fight in her shop. So, yes, you know, she survives, but whew. poor thing. I did like that she scolded Draco when he said mudblood. Like, yes. I, that she actually said mm-hmm. something when he used that in her shop. So, like, good for you. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand you being quiet during the standoff. Yes. <laughs> Don't get in the middle of that. <laughs> Love your robes. Yes. Well done. Thanks. Now, we wanted to finish off so strong yeah our favorite mm-hmm. girl boss mm-hmm. and i think everyone's favorite girl boss madame rosemelta <laughs> madame rosemerta barkeep yeah. at the three broomsticks yes so yep. um she is described as beautiful mm-hmm. and kind yeah and very good at her job and yep. well loved by the community and knows all mm-hmm. gossip. oh definitely gossip i love that she's described as wearing glittering heels Love that. Yes. I love that. Because yes. also she's on her feet all day. So that's dedication. Good mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We see her in book three when they finally go to Hogsmeade. And we uh, get that she's comfortable enough with the Ministry of Magic to discuss things about Sirius Black. Like That's really cool. That I think people get comfortable with, with yeah. her. You yeah. Because like, she is so open, easy to mm-hmm. talk to. She's that like that classic... Come, come sit at my bar and tell me your stories. And yeah, like, take a load yeah. off your feet, kind of in a great way, Barkeep. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoy her a lot. Yeah, I think it's so funny that like Ron yeah. has a baby crush on her because <laughs> no, she's so also like not young. Yeah, no, yeah, she's, she was she's an been adult. around a while. She knew Sirius. Yeah. She knew like all of them. Yeah, she worked the bar when the Mara- like during the Marauders era. So like, yeah. 
She's not young, but she's yeah. she's getting it. She still got it. She has still <laughs> <Yeah>. got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. She is used a little bit to help explain things um, yeah. so that it doesn't feel info dumpy, but I don't yeah. mind it uh, no. because she does seem like an open person that yeah. would allow for people to want to talk to her. Yeah. And she did supply all of the the booze for yes. the Yule Ball. Yes. Um, yes. She gets, you see a little bit of her like enjoying the gossip mm-hmm. when she is filling a drink, but she's so enthralled by the Harry versus Rita conversation that she like spills it all the table. Yep. <laughs> she yep. overfills it. Like, yes. I love that. I don't know. She's she's super she's super fun. Um yeah. it's it she does go through a hard time in book six yeah. because she is cursed by Malfoy mm-hmm. for a good portion of that year. Yeah, so, it's a I mean, while that she has to be under a, that. Right. I can't imagine her not needing a trip to Mungo's or something after, yeah. after that to kind of like recover get her wits back. Yeah. Um, even just like therapy wise, you oh, know? Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, because she like <laughs> she was a part of the plot to kill Dumbledore. Like that. And had no idea. Yeah. That's hard to deal with. You do see her ejecting a grubby looking wizard. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is yes. really cool. She's just, you know. Yes. Sure she knows how to throw people out of a bar. She has a couple of broomsticks <laughs> behind the bar. So yeah. it can... Like, she doesn't use all of them. So, like, how many has she confiscated? That's how I, I read it as, like, you are not drunk driving home. And, like, kept them. Like That's the keys, what my like brain went to. Keys. Yeah, yeah. But there's, like, no keys when it's a broom. So, I That's imagine just like, keeping them and, like, you know, the yeah. rando, the, the the really, really drunk ones who just, like, don't come back for them. Yeah. And that's yeah. like why she has them. That's amazing. In my head, happens. that's a great head cannon. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Uh, I do. Why else would she have that many? Rooms? Yeah, I do enjoy that when they do apparate back from Hogsmeade. I mean, she's still in the Imperius Curse, but she is mm-hmm. wearing a silk dressing gown with an yeah. embroidered dragons on it and fluffy heeled slippers. She's wearing fluffy heeled slippers. Yes. I love it so much. It's just a perfect. She's in. Oh. Did I kill my husband? Who knows? Slippers. Yes. Yes. She is. <laughs> So it, yeah, it was just a great image of her. Yeah. <laughs> she was under the Empire's curse and ended up being a bad thing, but like, you look great. So, yes. You showed up today. Yes. <laughs> but oh we love gosh. her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We do. We do. She, and it, it also, we, we find out later that it's like her mulled mead and her. Mm liquor mm-hmm. because um Dumbledore uses it to clink it against the Dursley's heads yeah. in the last book. She's not just like manning the bar. Like she's yeah. she's also playing with making some of this. Yeah. She is a true um, girl boss alcohol. entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she was. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a journey. Yes. I hope you guys loved it mm-hmm. and loved being along it with us. Yeah. And let us know if we missed it. I yeah. will play the music loud yes. in my head. Yes. I think the only I person we missed on my list oh, yes. was Bethilda Bagshot. Oh my gosh, yes. Because she wasn't she didn't quite fit in anywhere, but she's important. Because she yes. knew the Potters, had tea with them, wrote Hogwarts a history, which we hear constantly throughout the series, mm-hmm. and tragically is used as a skin suit. For gross, which is so gross when you start gross. thinking about it. Gross, so, gross, gross. Yeah, gross. Has a feature gross, in gross. seven, really gross. Seemed very sweet in the flashbacks we get of her. Blech. Just the classic old yeah. lady who lives in the neighborhood of the Potters and the Dumbledores. Yeah, yes, that's the only one I think. So, but if you miss someone else, because you never know, there was a lot of them. You let us know. Yeah. Whew. I'm yeah. taking a nap. Yeah, I yeah, I need to rest. <laughs> 
I need to rest after all that. But thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. We have one more episode for you guys. So tune in for that. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed the season so far. Thanks for watching, listening, because you can't see us. (laughs) (laughs) It's late. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week for our final episode of Season 2, where we discuss the lead heroine of the series and our favorite know-it-all, Hermione Granger. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full after-hours episode where we will discuss each movie adaptation and don't hold back. You can reach us on social media. Links to all of our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. And fuck turfs. This episode has been sponsored by Colavanders Wand Makers here based in America. You can find them at Colavanders on Etsy, Instagram, and TikTok. Damsels in Dialogue is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. Mm-hmm.